RadioInfluence.com. All right, everyone, welcome back to Live Bold and Boss Up. So everybody knows that your face is your moneymaker, your brand, and why not invest in it, right? I would say that this episode's for the ladies, but I keep hearing that there's like 50% of your patients are male anyway. So, you know, we have one of our good friends, Rache Doyle here with Bevel Up, and she is going to be spilling the tea on how to keep you looking younger. She's definitely shaking up the skin industry. She's opening up her, her own office and we're going to like get the dish on everything. I'm so excited. Welcome. welcome. Thank you guys. Wow. What an intro. <laughs> I like the dual welcome. That was fun. Yeah, we're so excited for you. So you're opening up your first office in Midtown Tampa. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your journey. Well, where do I begin? Well, first of all, I just want to thank you guys um, for having me on because it's so nice to be around women who have similar awesomeness and are like really supporting women and each other and kind of building each other up. So thank you for inviting me. First of all, um, where do I start with my journey? What would you guys like to know? Like, so I had it, I guess you've been in the industry for a while now. Mm -hmm. Um, we could start at the beginning, but I'm curious to know, like what made you want to go from working somewhere where you have that stability and that comfort to starting your own business, starting your own company. Right. I really don't know why I wanted to do that. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's been a scary road. Um, but I, like you said, I've been doing this a long time. So it's been almost two decades now, which I'm now I'm telling my age. You don't look that old. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you, you start when, when, I, when I started, but it was in yeah. the early 2000s. You can start to guess when, <laughs> when I, when I started doing this, but just, my journey just through this industry is I, I felt like there was something missing. I felt like everywhere I went, there was something as far as the piece of the experience was not there. And I wanted to do it my way. And my mom always says, well, you'll get it your way one way or the other. <laughs> and so that's kind of the the real reason why I, I started on this journey is because I just felt like the experience for the patient wasn't where I wanted it to be. and so. I kind of started thinking about what would happen if I actually did this on my own. And as you know, as entrepreneurs yourself, like, where do you even start? Like, who do you talk to, to get this thing going? Um, And I had a a dear friend of mine who for years had told me he would support me. Um, He had done um, several startups back in the dot-com era. And he said, if you're, whenever you're ready, let's do this. He goes, I will help you every step of the way as far as the business aspect of it. Cause obviously I am not business minded. I am more of the muscle of, of, of the whole uh, backdrop of this uh, project. Um, and we decided to go on this journey about two and a half years ago. And here we are today getting ready to open in mid March of 2021 amid all of the COVID and everything else that's going on. So um, we're really excited about it. Wow. It took, it took two years to get to this point. It did. I didn't realize it would take this long. I thought yeah. I would say, okay, I'm opening up a business and um, tomorrow I'm going to open my doors. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it doesn't happen that way. Um, unfortunately, you really have to, especially in my case, 
I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say I was born with a silver spoon. It's not like I have like a lot of capital to inject into this business and neither did my business partner, but we wanted to go on this journey. We had to figure out how to do it. And, you know, that process ended up taking us towards doing a small business loan, which is actually um, quite a rigorous process. If you've never done that before, mm-hmm. um, they basically clean out your asshole and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, by the end of the process, you really don't know what happened, but you, you end up getting uh, the loan. And so that's kind of where we got the backing for the company. And then we've just um, started with our business plan, which took us about six months to develop and actually um, helped us to get the loan that we actually got. Um because it was so organized, like our business plan is about 42 pages long wow. and um, was very impressive. According to the banks, they were like, this is the best business plan we've seen in a long time. Okay. So, I'm totally going off course, but like a business plan, right? Like, can you share a little bit of what that was to you <laughs> or what it turned out to be? I mean, 42 pages is a huge business plan. Yeah. We actually uh, consulted with a uh, consultant in the MediSpot industry to kind of figure out what we needed to have in order to be able to present to the bank so they would understand what we were trying to achieve right. and understand where we were going. And um, it basically just lays out the plan of what our vision is, what our mission is, of course, which everybody does in their business plan. But then demographics, what our competition is, what our 12-month outlook is, our 24-month, and and so on. And we went, we were so granular with it that we went down to uh, basically every, we analyzed all the patients that I had seen in the past, how much I made off of each procedure. And oh, wow. really, you did really got granular, really, really granular with it. And so that I think helped, um, I guess, get that, um, loan that way, because we were very specific and they understood where our vision was and where we were headed and what we could achieve. Well, yeah. So, um, is your business partner, is he, he's all business. He's not in the medical field, all business, not in the medical field whatsoever. Um, he's actually an attorney. Um, but yeah. So I liked how you, you went to someone with a completely different background to help kind of cover where your weaknesses are. And same with him. Like it's a good pair. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to have two like-minded people who have the same weaknesses and then you don't really, I I feel like that was a good balance for me. I don't, know that that's always the direction that everybody should go. Um, I mean, I see entrepreneurs all the time who have um, like-minded, I guess, aspects to them and they they do the same industry, but they're successful as well. Mm -hmm. At some point, I do think you will have to consult with somebody who understands the business or how to do the business part of it. Because I mean, I see businesses fail because they don't have that. Um, So I think it's very important. Absolutely. So um, what got you into skincare in the first place? Has it always been a passion of yours? (laughs) This is a funny question, actually, because um, if I were to tell you when I was what I wanted to be when I was growing up, I would have probably said like a ballerina (laughs) or an artist or maybe an actress. 
Although I don't think I would have been a very good actress because I, I get nervous in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, as you grow up, you get older and I'm in my mid forties now. It's, it's, you really start to not care about this camera. You don't care about what everybody thinks. You start to really kind of hone in on who you are as an individual. Mm-hmm. But growing up, I actually think I probably found my desire for skincare with the fact that I actually grew up with a skin condition um, called eczema, which everybody probably has heard about, but I actually had a very different form of eczema, which was called ichthyosis vulgaris. And basically all that means in dermatology, we always like to sound very smart when we talk. <laughs> so we use these big words to make you think, oh, wow, she must know what she's talking about. But ichthyosis vulgaris is basically just snake skin. Now, do I have snake skin now? No, I really don't. But it's just really rough, dry skin. And growing up, I had that. And I had to learn to develop a good skincare routine Mm -hmm. to where I wouldn't feel self-conscious about it. And um, my mom was a big part of that in teaching me to care for my skin, um, use my creams and emollients or whatever was prescribed for me to make sure that I wouldn't have that insecurity about my skin. So maybe that's where I kind of got a passion for a skincare, but do I think that I would have ever been in aesthetics? Probably not. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I probably, I, lo- I loved beauty growing up. I loved makeup. I loved hair. And obviously being a dancer, we were all into that. Right. Um, and you guys can relate. Cause I know you were dancers. <laughs> go, go back cheerleaders. Yay. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, how did I get into this? Um, going into school, I knew I wanted to help others and I knew I wanted to go into a career where I could have a stable, um, life and be able to take care of my family and not ever have to worry. And I knew that medicine was something that I had a passion for. Um, originally I was going into cardiothoracic surgery. That's what I wanted to be. Cause as, as a 16 to 18 year old, I actually worked as an EKG tech in the medical field. And I worked with a lot of cardiologists and I had that whole experience, cardiac arrest. I was the first one on the scene. It was very exciting. But as I got into the industry and I went to school, I noticed that my life would not have been the same had I went that route. Right. Um, Cause you're, you would be always on call and you'd have crazy yes, hours, right? Yes. Yeah. I would have been on call for like 36, every 36 hours, no sleep, never seeing my family. I would make great money, but I wouldn't have a you life. You can't even spend it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody else would have enjoyed it, but I would have never been able to enjoy it with them. Um, so going through school, um, I went to the, uh, university of Florida and, um, I ran into a dermatology PA there just accidentally. And she told me about what she was doing. And I said, Oh, well, maybe I want to do that as one of my, um, alternate classes or, or clinicals just to see how it is. And when I went there, I loved it. Um, not only just because they have a great lifestyle and all they do is use creams and emollients all day right. long. It's funny. Like, like on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see that episode in Grey's Anatomy? No. You're like, oh my God, I wish we could be dermatologists. Look at them. All they do is rub creams and emollients on their skin all day long. <laughs> but anyways, all right, I'm trying to be funny, but not. <laughs> so where was I? So we're talking about um, me getting into dermatology. Yeah, and, and so I did the class and or the um, clinicals and I realized that I could do what I loved about cardiology, which was like the surgical side of it. So I could do skin surgery, see patients. And then I just kind of fell into um, the aesthetic side. Um, I think 
Right as I graduated was when Botox was first actually like FDA approved. Um, And I remember them bringing it into the office and teaching us how to use it. And I'm like, what in the hell? Why would anybody want to put toxin, something that says toxin into their face? We were always detoxing. Like, why are we putting toxins in our body? I know. So it was, we love it was, yeah, it was very confusing. I'm like, okay, toxins. And then through the course of my career, I started having children and, um, sleepless nights and waking up in the morning, looking at myself in the mirror and going, oh, this is why people want Botox. (laughs) And so then of course I got myself into using it and realizing, realizing the benefits from it. And here I am um, almost 20 years later, getting ready to do my first um, business on my own in the industry of aesthetics. And we're all like so jealous of you (laughs) because you get to play with all that stuff all day. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, Well, you have to be a perfectionist at your job. Mm -hmm. Like, like in, you're probably a perfectionist anyways. She's definitely a perfectionist. So you have have seen her in action. You don't want (laughs) to go to a person that's going to be putting stuff in your face. That's not a perfectionist. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I would say I'm definitely a perfectionist. I mean, if you were to see my pantry at home, it's all labeled and completely organized and all my closets and you probably would think I'm a a nerd, but I can't thrive without it. Um, One thing though, I will point out is I don't think perfectionism is what we're trying to achieve, Um, but having someone that has an eye for what looks right or looks best for you is, is key for sure. Um, not everybody has an artistic eye and, and, um, as a veteran in this industry and somebody who has actually worked for the major players and in in this industry as an aesthetic consultant, I've trained several people who do have like a good eye for injections and some who are very mechanical that I kind of worry about (laughs) and and, and not to say that it's bad, but this is a very flooded industry. And so you have to be very, very particular about who you see for sure. Um, Being a perfectionist is good for me so that I can actually guide you and give you exactly what your expectations are. But sometimes trying to seek perfection is, is not what you want because we're all imperfect and that's not what we're trying to achieve. Right. Yeah. I love that you said that. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> so how are you shaking up the skincare industry? Well, so back to why I wanted to start my, my own project um, and pursue this career as an entrepreneur and in, in aesthetics Um, I felt like through my career that a lot of um, patients or I don't like to use the patients sometimes because it's kind of impersonal, but guests or friends would come in and it's very, it was very transactional. Mm -hmm. They were coming in because they wanted their lips done or because they wanted their eyes fixed. And because there was a special, they were coming in. And so I, I really felt like I couldn't give what I wanted to give to the the um, guest or the individual because they were coming in just sporadically and not making it part of their routine. Right. So for me, just like with fitness or with your health in general, you want to be consistent. Mm -hmm. You don't want to just 
run for one week and expect to look like Jennifer Lopez or whoever is athletic. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to be consistent about it. You don't want to come in and, and, and get a facial once a year and expect to have the skin of yourselves or, you know, whoever you emulate or wanting to emulate, you have to be consistent. You have to make it part of your daily routine and you want to prevent, you want to kind of stay on top of these things, just like you're going to exercise on the treadmill to make sure your heart stays healthy. It's not something that you do once a year. It's something that you do consistently. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was sitting, you know, thinking about these things and, and trying to figure out a way to make it more accessible so that patients can come in and make this as easy as getting their nails done. Right. You know, once a week or every two weeks or so we come in and we get our nails done. So how can I make that accessible for everybody? Not just those who have, who are elite and have the um, money to, to spend. And so that's kind of what kind of inspired me to do this. And so I won't give you the full details, but I am very, I am uh, very excited to offer an accessible um, retail space where you can come in and make this part of your daily, monthly, weekly routine and not make it just a luxury splurge. Now I want to know. That's amazing. (laughs) Right. Cause you're, you're absolutely right. We go for our nails every two weeks Mm -hmm. But then when we go and see you, it's not, it's not as consistent, but we want to look like someone like JLo or right. whoever. Right. Right. And your face is the first thing that people see. It's your moneymaker. Exactly. <laughs> it's your moneymaker. All right. I'm going to start booking you every two weeks. Hopefully my husband doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, no, he well, we're wanting to make it very, very easy. Um, I, I don't like to use the word stupid, but almost stupid proof. Um, so that when you come in, you know, this is what I want. We're going to set it up so that you know what your budget is so that you know what you're expected or not expected, but what you should do to achieve your goals for that year. And, um, I'll, I'll give a little, little hint. It's, it's membership based. And so it will definitely help you get to, to where you need to a lot faster and make you happy about what you see. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I have a quick question. Um, This is kind of going back to the business piece of it. So you already, you're you're opening hopefully beginning of March, March 1st. Um, Beginning of April, mid-March is when we'll have our soft openings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you already have a staff that you have employed? Yes. We have a fabulous list of employees. Yes. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. So you have are you still going to be doing the hands-on stuff as well as managing? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'm going to be, I'm going to be working probably more than I want to. Yeah. Um, But I have to just keep my eyes on the prize and what the end goal is, but yeah, you'll have more access, you know, accessibility even to me. So I'll be working at least six days a week instead of my typical three and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yay. I feel like when starting any business, it's the blood, sweat and tears is the hustle that gets it up and going and makes it successful. Mm -hmm. It's my baby. Right. (laughs) It's your baby. So it's like, it's not really like work when you're doing it's it not. all the time, right? You nope. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. Um, what are the biggest skincare mistakes that you see people making either the estheticians or people like to themselves? Like, I don't know, like 
What are some of the biggest mistakes you oh see? God, where do I go from no, here? There's so many me. things I could say right now. Um, I would say one of the biggest mistakes I see is going back to like, everyone is always looking for the the cheapest deal or the best bargain. Groupon is a no-no. I mean, you're going to end up spending more than you actually spent to begin with to correct all of those mistakes. I've seen some bad, bad um, injections and you've probably seen them on Instagram and everywhere else. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you you do, you get what you pay for. So just be careful, but definitely don't just put olive oil on your face because that doesn't work. (laughs) I know. I heard that too. (laughs) I don't want to name names, but like, how does that, how is that supposed to work? No. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't put olive oil in our syringes and injections. So I promise you that's not going to work. You're going to need more than that. (laughs) You need medical grade skincare products. You need constant or continual uh, skincare and being consistent, just like I mentioned earlier. Right. Yeah. Um, I find like, okay, so on TikTok, this is so bad, but like I'll scroll through there and there's like skin TikTok, right? And they'll go through and there's dermatologists on there. I know you're giving me this look (laughs) and they're like, oh, don't use this product. Don't use this product. And they're like all like over the counter stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, or use this product. And it's like, there's so much of that. It's so flooded. I'm just like, I'm just not going to listen to any of you, you know? Yeah. So are you referring to like use this, not that yeah. type of thing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, most of the time you're going to be better off with uh, medical grade skincare because it's actually clinically and scientifically studied. So right. they're doing skin sampling. They're not just randomly asking people, did your wrinkles improve? They're actually showing that your wrinkles improve because right. there's collagen that was stimulated or there was a decrease in the size of the wrinkle. Like they're doing these studies. So you're going to be better off spending your money on that. They're highly concentrated too. People don't realize they're so concentrated that you a little bit goes a long way. So the products that you would use over the counter, you're going to use like 10 times as much to even get close to what a medical grade or a pharmaceutical grade skincare product would be. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like when you're getting a good facial, there's a, there's many different products that they put on your face, but it, you don't feel like it's right caked on. Like mm-hmm. it's just a little bit. Yep. And a little bit goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just build a tea. <laughs> <laughs> what is your top treatment that you recommend to get rid of wrinkles at home? Like what can we do at home other than like getting the Botox and getting those medical grade um, products from you or um, you know, another company or whatever, but what can we do at home? Like what's the best thing that we should be doing in addition to all that? Well, number one, it's more preventive. So you need to make sure that you're protecting your skin. Sunscreen is number one and hands down. That's the best thing you can do to protect your skin. Um, is there any product over the counter that I would recommend? I mean, if you wanted to get like an over the counter retinol, you could, um, but again, you're going to have to use that for a long period of time and a lot more to really even achieve anything. So you need to go see the professionals. Right. So sunscreen. Yes. sunscreen is the best thing. Best defense is going to prevent aging. Um, it's definitely going to prevent, um, any, um, skin cancer, which is a major concern too. Right. Yeah. And I would also think drinking a lot of water, drinking yeah. plenty of water, eating, eating healthy, healthy. exercise, mm-hmm. all of those things come into play. Um, definitely inside from the inside out. You could also back to kind of your original question, what else you could do? You could do like a collagen supplement, which I think would be helpful. 
Um, we really prefer skinny just because it has been scientifically studied. It's um, very, very clean product too. It like, comes from the UK. Skinaid, like kind of like Gatorade. S K I N A D. We'll be selling it at Bevel Up. Oh, yeah. Skinaid. Okay. Yeah. So it's a uh, nutraceutical. It's a drink, and so you drink it once a day, and you'll get about ninety-five um, percent absorption rate, as opposed to like a powder or, or a um, capsule or something. Right. So that's what makes it a little bit more superior to those. I do like Vital Proteins, though, not to plug anybody, um, but I do like that brand as well. Um, but again, you're getting a powdered form. The absorption rate is a lot less, so it's like forty-five percent absorption mm-hmm. rate. So you're going to have to use a lot more. So that's right. why you've got to see the professionals to get what you need to see the results faster. That's so funny. I was just reading that the other day because I have um, a collagen powder that I put in my meal replacement shake thing mm-hmm. every morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even use the whole thing because it has like a little bit of flavor to it and I don't mm-hmm. like it. So I'm but probably barely getting any yeah. collagen. So the vital proteins is tasteless. So if you wanted to use something over the counter, that one's really nice um, to add to your, to your drink. Mistake, common mistake that everybody makes is adding it to your coffee. Oh. So caffeine actually is, it acts as a diuretic. So everything that you're ingesting is actually coming out mm-hmm. the other end. I always, I always <laughs> add it to my coffee. Oh, don't do that anymore. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. You want to add it to like our water or our, our favorite drink or something like that, or maybe your alcoholic beverage, who knows? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> although that might not be well either, because you're probably going to go to the bathroom with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> um, so uh, these are a few, we won't spend a whole lot of time on these, but just like quick questions, kind of not related as much to skincare, but um and you can answer in a sentence or two or less. Um, tell us one or two big mistakes that you've learned from this whole process or your journey. Oh, gosh. Um, that's a tough question. My biggest mistake would probably be not acting sooner and sitting there and analyzing till I'm paralyzed, yes. which I do a lot. Sometimes you just need to wing it. Just say... I'm doing it and go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned that mm-hmm. last year yeah. too. That was my, that was my big like aha moment. Yeah. I just have to do it. You have to. You I mean, I'll sit in. there and say, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? And then I've wasted a whole, whoever, whoever knows how long. And I could have just said, let's just try it and see. Right. Mm-hmm. And usually it all works out. Right. Right. It is always going to work out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. That one's good. Um, what do you feel? Actually, I should probably ask you this one first. How does everyone book with you? Like, cause I'm curious cause oh. I want to as well. Cause I'm just going to text you and you probably don't want me to do that. You're going to have so <laughs> many things going on. How does someone start or start booking, whether it's for April your your heart opening, soft opening, whatever. How do okay. we do that? Yeah. So by the time this airs, hopefully we will be up and running. So there's a couple ways to do it. And we've made it very convenient and accessible for our patients or guests, I should say. So one way is you can download our mobile app on either, either your Android or your iPhone at, uh, it would be Bevel Up. And then you can go on there and choose your service and choose your provider. Someone, uh, you can choose me, of course, because 
That's who you want to choose. <laughs> and then um, another way is to go online to our website at bevelup.com. And um, if you send these to me, I can put them all on the notes below. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So those are the easiest ways, but you can also call. Um, I don't know the phone number, so don't ask me what it is. <laughs> but yes, you could probably Google it and it would pop up. So those are the ways to book. Okay, so, awesome. Yeah. And you're in Midtown. Yes, we're so excited That's to so be awesome. part of this whole development, which is going to be phenomenal. There's going to be all kinds of great experiences for everybody. Um, can't reveal everything, but yeah, it, it's going to be really, really good. Health and wellness. Um your um, retail as far as for um, makeups and um, restaurants. It's, it's going to be phenomenal. There's a rooftop bar that's going to be amazing. So yeah, we're really excited to be part of something that is really, really um, exciting and new for Tampa. Mm -hmm. And we love just the whole concept and where it's located. It's very centrally located. So it's going to be easy for everybody to come to Midtown and enjoy everything that they have to offer. That's a great location. Yeah. 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 We're excited. Okay. Well, we're so excited for you. Like I'm going to call and book my appointment. Yay. I love that you have an app too. That's awesome. Yeah. I was going to ask. So you, you had to do the whole technology piece of it too. You have an app. Yes. You already have your website. Yes. App, yep. Mm -hmm. So you had to find out how to do all that. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we actually ran into a really good company that's um, actually specifically for well, they originally were um, the first developers of uh, Microsoft, and they have now gone into just focusing solely on um, spas and medi spas. And oh, so, how awesome yeah, is that? yeah, it's it's completely just turned me on to wanting to use them right. um, because they they understand the industry and it just makes it so easy and accessible which we're trying to do yeah, we're trying right. to bring I, I know this is not like a new concept what i'm doing but it's very new to this this area and so we're trying to and i always say this we're bringing west coast to east coast yeah so, yeah i love it i'm ready to sign up let's go yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm so excited for you i wish you the very very best thank in you your opening days and then for many, many years to come. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. <laughs> thank you guys. Thank thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you to Next Path for all your support. Yeah. And until next time, guys, live bold and boss up. On this week's episode of Crush Performance, we're connecting the dots on organizational performance. Where does it start? What are the components that make it work? And how can you maintain top performance as a team or organization? We know that leadership is critical and that nobody does it alone. We're joined by Jeff Tetz, CEO of Results, to discuss how they're helping organizations succeed and their latest webinar with Daniel Coyle discussing his great book, The Culture Code. This week on Crush Performance, we discuss the three traits of high-performance cultures, how to motivate your people, and how to build organizational performance from the ground up. Crush Performance with Jeff Cruschel can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.